Archmaester Alex, a.k.a. Darth Hilius. A.k.a. Agor the First, Martel. We in here. Agor the First, you about the fifth. We about to talk about another great episode of House of the Dragon. But before we get into that, spoiler alert, if you have not seen Season 1, Episode 3 of House of the Dragon, turn this shit off right now. Spoilers. You know why we're here. Come on now. You know not you know get out with the picture yet, man. What you doing? So let's get right into it, fellas. Let's talk about, you know, the man, the myth, the legend. We hardly knew him, the crab feeder. What do we think about how the Stepstones arc ended? Prince Drehar. Prince Drehar. Hey, man. Like, I, like I called it in the, in the what, last episode. I'm not really worried about him, man. We know, we all know kind of where the history's going with it, but... I imagine that it would have been uh, a quick conflict. Not quick in our terms. It was three years for them. Pretty pretty major conflict. But all in all, I wasn't worried about his storyline as much. I feel like like we saw he's going to propel us into what is to come. Hey, this dude got a whole three-episode arc in a TV series and didn't say a word. That's, I gotta didn't say a word. Got to commend him for that. He got I didn't to say a single word. He got a whole, got a whole arc in a, in a TV series. That's what I'll <laughs> how much? How I much mean, do you think they paid him to not say a word? Just had those little, little crazy twitches. Hey, actually, you know what? Since he did have a, since he actually didn't have a line, he, they probably didn't have to pay him all that much. Just because, like, for like the screen actors, like, essentially an extra. Yeah, like yeah, essentially, yeah. And so, like, if funny. he had like his, if he had like, an actual speaking part. Then he probably would have got. I would have had to gotten paid like three, four times as much as whatever he got paid. Had to, had to cut corners in the budget somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nike got paid then. Shit. Shit. Nike. Shit. Nah, Nike. Nike did eight seasons. That nigga, that nigga had to be asking for. I would have price would have went up after. Yeah, hard home. Price hey, what up? I don't hey know. man, Price hey man, up. I would, I would, if I was Dre Hard, like, can, can I yell something? Like, I need, I got a family to feed, man. Please, this is no, not going to propel my career into it's a startup. I need to say something. Can't ask. You got to add there. Just go out there and then wing it. Facts, facts. You got to need some passion wall. cry or something. Get out there. Targaryen, you just start yelling that day. He was one ugly nigga, though. I would just go oh, clean. Makeup department did great, but that nigga was disgusting to look at. Grayscale had that nigga fight over his life. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I, I was going to say, I, I will say this about the Stepstones incursion and like the, what we were able to see, just that whole setup, one... The Valyrians, them niggas look real. Like that's the best armor I've seen in the whole show. Whatever, well, whatever, yeah. whatever Corlys was wearing, 
Hey, that shit look that shit look hard. Uh, Vayman, his armor was nice. Lanor, like all the, them dudes, they them dudes look nice. Black man. Hey, Valyrian, they was showing off. They was like, nigga, we're rich. Them niggas, they even had it engraved on like the side, the fucking shields. That blue, that blue is tough. Like they, they was, they was fly, bro. It was good armor. No, so, like the uh, what was his name? Oh, um, yeah, Prince Drehar. He must have had like crazy numbers on his side because when we saw this fight going, like the Valarians were out here just like Corliss himself was taking down nigga after nigga. Like he was going crazy. He was taking <laughs> on everybody. What? So they must have had crazy numbers coming out them caves because like they were just mowing dudes down this entire time until until the very end when we see Damon put, come out with it with his trophy. Hell yeah, yeah. They was they was getting busy, man. My man Corliss, man, you know, washed king. You know, still got it, you know. The beard is gray, the locks are gray, you know, but he's still out there thugging, you know, Lenor out there, woohoo, and on the top of the dragon. What what do we think about uh Lenor's, you know, uh playoff performance? You know, he's a young guy, a little Jordan Poole, you know, in the playoffs. Can't do Lenor him. Jordan Poole a good Jordan Poole a good analogy, bro. Like just yeah, having on. fun, glad to be out there. Nigga, nigga's saucy, bro. He's definitely doing that shit for the hoes. Like he, he definitely <laughs> plays better when there's a crowd, bro. Like Sea Smoke, Sea Smoke is a one dragon name for House Valeria. Yeah, straight right. up. Hey, I was thinking uh, on Sea Smoke, White Dragon. Oh man, that shit. Yeah. That shit I did think the CGI though of Corliss riding the dragon a couple of times. I was like, eh, a little. That, that's not. I didn't think that was up to Game of Thrones standards. I could like obviously tell. I mean, but that's just me nitpicking. I mean, yeah, you know, it's tough, man. You can't, you can't blow the bag on every I mean, Not for Lenor, you know, he blow the bag on Rhaenyra. On the back of the bag. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's not Lord right. of the Rings, right? We ain't spending seven hundred million on a, yeah, on a, on right. a season. Right. <laughs> Who's well, this episode? Yeah, so I, I I heard you know some chatter, you know that you know the whole last scene with Damon and the crab feeder was kind of underwhelming. You know, some people wanted a one on one. Some people were mad that Damon dodged as many arrows as he did. You know, what what do you have to say to those people that that are kind of thinking that? Um, me personally. Damon's suicide run at the end kind of like encapsulates how Damon's leadership style is and his character is in general. Because after he got that letter from Viserys, you could tell that, all right, I'm going to do, I'm going to fuck, fuck Viserys saving me. I'm going to take care of it. And we get like a kind of cool parallel between, I think it's like uh, him and John in the Battle of the Bastards, like that behind you and him charging in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's battle. I think it's more so kind of divine intervention for him not to get hit, just like John didn't get there. Like there's there's obviously going to be there's more men for him in this world. Essentially, is what I kind of took it as. I mean, I didn't expect him to get hit with arrows like that. I didn't I didn't expect him to get blown away by sea smoke and the dragon fire and all that. But that scene to me, like I think it, it just it sums up Damon so well. And he like I said, he went crazy. Like he, he's Facts. he's clearly proven. Facts. This was a dub. That this, that this was a dub for him, for sure. Absolutely. Like you know, yeah, people the, are the saying, "Oh, yeah, go ahead." People are like, "Oh, uh, Damon should have been shot." First of all, he got shot. He got shot three times. You know, that's enough times to get shot. Any more than that, you're probably gonna die. You want Damon to die in right. episode three? Is that really what you want? 
the third episode, yeah, man. No Relax. Sense. Nigga gotta have some nigga gotta have some kind of plot armor, right? Exactly. It's I'm so like, he's like, <laughs> like, oh, Damon got too much plot armor. Like, bro, you can't have pl- too much plot armor in three episodes, bro. You just can't <laughs> run until, bro. All right, come on. Everybody ain't gotta die every episode, man. Relax. Relax, bro. Like, are we expecting the? Were we expecting the craft feeder to be some type of crazy warrior anyway? Right. Yeah, I mean, a, nigga, a nigga, a nigga with grayscale over one hit. Like, how useful is that arm even? Right. Like the nigga, the nigga really can't be getting busy like that, right? So that's that's my only thought. Like, if they did give us like a a one v one, like a battle scene, that nigga probably wasn't fine. Like nigga, <laughs> nigga really could only use one arm. Nigga got grayscale on the other arm. That shit, the nigga's a ha- halfway uh, paraplegic at that point, bro. <laughs> Damn. Like, I'm just saying, nigga going yeah, crazy. He didn't have nigga, a good like, weapon or anything. He just had that little hammer. So you mean like, I get why it didn't show the one v one. It was probably quick work. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, homie got cut in half. So I mean, yeah. it, it was. <laughs> I mean, it, it clearly look. took one swipe of the sword to get him cut in half, and it was game over. Yeah, but, yeah. you know what? Like the way I see it, like it wasn't the fact that they were missing all those arrows were missing, Damon. I just think he's that dude, and he was just dodging all of them because that motherfucker was Damn. moving. Yeah, he was. He, facts, bro. Yeah. I saw that scene. I was like, Yo, nigga, he's he might have the super soldier sword or something. I was like, God damn. Like this dude might have <laughs> fucking had like eaten like the heart shaped herb or something because he was moving like oh I got like Captain America like black black panther vibes from this dude. He was he was cutting them corners like crazy. I'm like, okay. Yeah, hey, I hope that was really Matt Smith because I was like, Yo, he looked. I, this dude look athletic. I, I can believe like him really doing this stuff. If he's if he's moving like this on the battlefield, like I'd be terrified with a when he jumped, dude coming. That guy, when he jumped off that, side, yeah, I was like, oh shit, nigga, let's go. <laughs> I ain't ever see Jon Snow do that. Nah, chill, <laughs> chill. No, I did see one tweet. No, man, gotta do it. John, John, John's legs too short, man. He don't got the bunnies. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong, John's that dude, but I I I, 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 I didn't want to bring like that. I did want to bring up like the very beginning of the episode when that one uh, uh, crewman from House of Valerian was yelling. It was like, "You, the, the Snee Snake's coming for you!" And then Caraxes and, and Damon come. He's like, "Save me, my prince!" And just gets, <laughs> just gets landed on. Gets crushed. And, and quick death, quick death. Yeah. Saved him from getting eaten by the crabs. At least it kind of worked. Yeah, it was, a, it was a courtesy. It was a kindness. It was a courtesy, man. Okay. All right. So. That kind of wrapped up the Stepstones art, you know. If you were a little disappointed in how Craft Feeder went out, trust me, like, you're not even going to remember Craft Feeder. In Game of Thrones, this probably, like, season one Game of Thrones, this probably wouldn't even been shown, like, at all. You would have just heard about it in a raven. So, you know, just, Fact. yeah, you know, just, like, it yeah, appreciate the greatness, you know what I'm saying? Damon just did some all-time Hall of Fame shit. Appreciate that shit. But moving on. Yeah. We find out that it's been about three years, um, you know, Prince Aegon has been born. It's his second name day, which is crazy. Allison is pregnant again. And, you know, they're having yes, a little, little party, a little birthday party, some snacks before they hit the road to go hunt. And we meet Tyland Lannister. How's it, how's it feel to see a Lannister back on screen, y'all? Yo, it's weird. I ain't gonna lie. 
See, I should see another land. Like I was like, oh, we're like I know it's Game of Thrones, but it's like it's a almost like a different world because we haven't seen any like named like characters from the previous Game of Thrones until now. I mean, of course, we see the Targaryens all the time. I mean, it's about them, so it's not like you go around here and like, oh yeah, Targaryen this, Targaryen that. Like you just kind of know it's in the background. But like now think- we're, we're like seeing, oh, here's Tywin Lannister and Jason Lannister, and they're like making it like trying to make a name for themselves like here at court and it's it's kind of surreal to to hear to hear these guys back in the picture again Fact. i I, th- I think what's kind of crazy about this episode and more so this time period is because in game of thrones when we see the lannisters they're at the top of the food chain they're like obviously top three major houses in the kingdom and right now they're probably bottom five or on the outskirts trying to buy their way in because Obviously, the Targaryens, Valyrians, High Towers. Uh, I'm imagining uh, how strong they hold Harrenhal. Like these houses have higher standing than the Lannisters, so it's weird to kind of see them in this dynamic. It's weird to kind of see them like they're obviously still playing the game, but it's like just from the position they're playing is completely different. Which is, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird. It's kind of I weird. mean, niggas niggas are essential. Niggas are an alternate for the small council. Like not like we think about it, bro. They were they were the people that were positioning like kings, like Joffrey King, Tommen King, you know, Tywin Hand. And now that's what we're used to and accustomed to seeing the Lannisters. And now them niggas an alternate. Like that nigga Tywin only gets slid in as master of shifts because Corlys vacated the position essentially because he was he was fed up with Viserys' bullshit. Right. So and now they're trying to make power plays to like strengthen their hold on the house, trying to get inroads and ties and, you know, pitching a marriage proposal with Rhaenyra. Crazy. Hey, Mike, I'm glad you brought that up because that's really the Tywin effect, man, because Tywin really came in and like turned uh, House Lannister up. Like there's always rich, but they wasn't royalty. You know what I'm saying? So. Shout out to Tywin, man. He, he's really him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, remember, really he's, yeah, Tywin always said my dad was like weak as fuck and people walked over him for that and all that shit. And so Tywin really turned turned them around. And Tywin did it when the niggas wasn't printing money. Like the niggas are legitimately <laughs> printing money right now. Niggas have like, oh, he said they had like, hey, we've got a house that's three times the, the height of the high tower in, in Old Town. The, and the, the citadel and we're we're twice the size of the wall i was like first of all i was like damn i didn't know the cast castle of rock was like that but then i thought about it and i was like niggas niggas got beachfront property and sit on top of a gold mine the shit should be like that <laughs> that, shit, that shit shouldn't be that shit damn near that's san francisco shit <laughs> i also thought it was cool they kind of brought in the fact that these two are also twins so it's like, is it like a running, I guess, uh, thing with their that they're, yeah. there's always twins born every every other generation or something? Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Um, so in the in the little birthday party, um, we also see Hobart Hightower talking to his little brother Otto, and we see where Otto gets it from. Man, Hobart's like, hey man, Aegon should be the king, right? And Otto's like, I mean, I guess. And Otto's like. Make that nigga the king. So, so <laughs> we see Otto's got a little pressure from his older brother, but it's really fucked both of them, right? It has because it's always Otto, fuck Otto, yeah. bro. I'm not gonna it's, lie. It's Otto all... is looking disheveled as fuck. Like it's only been three <laughs> years, but it looks like this dude looks like he's aged about twenty. Like yo, yeah. 
nigga been going through it, man. Like, he's been going through it. Like, even still, fuck that dude. But still, <laughs> the change is noticeable. I I I, so I think it's gonna be fuck auto, but I think like with this episode with him, like I think he as well as the Sarahs possibly, they're starting to know like, all right, there is gonna be an issue at some point when it comes to the successions. Is it gonna be the rightful firstborn son or is it gonna be Rhaenyra? And I don't obviously I think Otto wants his his son, his grandson to be king. But I think he's starting to realize how big of a problem this is going to be, which is why I think he he did that marriage proposal. How about Rainier just marries her two month old brother, just Nasty. so just so just so we can prevent this, this future war? Because because he's he's a smart man. I think this is why he's he's looking like this because he knows like yeah. when this pops off, it's going to pop off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Brad, he couldn't have come with a worse idea. Yeah. Like, in, in the long list of stupid ideas, that was the stupidest idea he could have. Nigga, yeah, she's 15 years older. Yeah, she was like, nigga, crazy. he's two. And, and Rhaenyra's 17. That's gross. Bro. <laughs> Man, it's just gross. And it's yeah. just like, that's just, come on, bro. Yeah, he he was he was out of line, but hey, man, he he was reaching, man. He's just trying to help, man. Actually, not. Fucking. It was reaching further than Odell with that one. God damn, yeah. reach back like yeah. one three for real. Speaking of uh, Rhaenyra, you know, we go outside, and you know, Rhaenyra's outside listening to her favorite song on repeat, reading a book, <laughs> and we see the first interaction <laughs> between Rhaenyra and Alicent, um, and it's saying as icy is an understatement. So, how do we feel like? Allison and Rhaenyra's dynamic played out through the episode. I mean, it's not surprising to me. Like, obviously, she, last time we saw them two in a room, Rhaenyra was finding out, oh, her friend, her best friend had just basically backstabbed her and is going to be marrying her dad. In which, in her mind, it hasn't, hadn't been said until this episode, but it hadn't been said that, oh, well, now that they're getting married, they're probably going to have a son and he's going to be the heir. So there's been that, like, kind of lingering in the back of her mind for three years. So, yeah, it's, it's not surprising that she is as icy towards her once best friend as she is now. I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd do the same. Let's think about it, bro. How well can you take the fact that, you're, that your best friend is slobbing on your dad's knob? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, bro, not once, but twice. She pregnant again, so she did it again. Like, how, how well can you really... <laughs> That, she, she, you know she top it off big B. Like she that's something that's something hard to stomach. I wouldn't wanna I wouldn't wanna see that person either if I was if I was Rhaenyra. Like come on, bro. I mean, she, she does refer to Prince Aegon as uh, Allison Hightower's son, so Fuck. we can kinda we can kinda see how how that dynamic is going. But Allison does try to, you know, extend an olive branch to her. You could tell she's trying to because she does she does like kind of stick up for Rainier in the, in the tent during the during the hunt. You could tell that she's at least trying not to make it awkward because she knows she's in a shit position. Now, the coldness that Rainier has given her, I mean, it's one hundred percent warranted. She obviously doesn't feel wanted. She feels that she's about to be replaced, and it's all because of Allison. But I mean, we just know that this, re- this relationship is going to keep going, you know, spiraling down. So. Uh, but at least, at least, I, what I'm from what I'm gathering from this is that still, so far, I'm not labeling Allison a bad person. I, from yeah. so far, from what I've seen in the first threes, she's still trying to be 
a decent person towards Rhaenyra. She didn't even, even when she was talking with Otto, saying, like, you know, don't you want your son to be king? I mean, which, which mother doesn't, but Rhaenyra would be a good queen. I mean, she's still, she's still I guess, trying to hold it down for, for her girl as much as she can for what she's done. Yeah, I, I was thinking gaining some points, you know, this episode, because, like, you know, first two episodes, I thought, oh, uh, you know, maybe it was just all lip service in Rhaenyra's face. But in this episode, you kind of see her, like, behind closed doors. She's still going to bat for Rhaenyra, even after all the shit they've been through. So, you know, Allison gained some points. You know, it, I, it's not going to stay like this, probably not. But, you know, for now, I think all right. Yeah, I think with that, like, like I said, I said it is, it's, it's hard to get past the fact that your best friend is fucking your dad, right? But in the same vein, like, Renera's kind of being a bitch, bro. Like, she's being a, a bitchy, spoiled brat. Like, she's, she's, she was, she spent a lot, like, not a great ep for Renera. She spent a lot of, a lot of this episode just kind of being very, piss, very pissy. Uh, she stabbed a boar, bro. But she also fleed camp because and started screaming at her dad because she was mad she was supposed to get married. Like, they weren't offering 12-year-olds to get married in the last episode, and she's 17. So, like, she that, was looking very... She was looking very pissy. Like, he, he definitely delayed a lot of the... Like, Targaryens get married at, like, 10. Like, he, you have to wait till you're 17. Like, come on. I just one thing I will. That's my only gripe against Rhaenyra so far. The first two episodes is her like unwillingness to be a princess, and she wants to be queen but doesn't want to get married. Like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do all this, and she's like kind of fighting back very hard on on all this. I'm like, you you know what you got to do. Yeah, I don't sure. know why this is being, still an issue. Yeah. Right, so it's like big. Viserys is put in a tough spot. Like, right, he's trying to be a good dad, but he's like, bro, give me something here. Like, you're literally just being difficult to be difficult. And she really was. You know, hey, she's a 17-year-old girl, man. And by, by all accounts, those are the worst. You know what I'm saying? We, we all- <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? He Viserys did give her some good advice, though, towards the end of their conversation about, like... He did. Like, he was like yeah, you know, I, I get you don't want to marry, but... That's part of the game. So, like, choose who you want, but keep in mind that, you know, you're still the heir. So, strengthen your claim. Yeah, Multiply. Yeah, strengthen your claim. Make more of you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah. Exactly. Like, like, and the, yeah, fact that, the, fact, the fact that Viserys gave her the option at the end, that's when I was like, damn, like, Viserys, Viserys, man. Viserys to me is not a bad king. I feel like he is put in shitty circumstances where he could handle them better. But all in all, like I, 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 I can't be mad. The only thing that he, that he's done that I can honestly say, well, that's just dumb is, is marrying Allison Hightower. That's the only thing. Other than that is like, I feel like everything he's done has been for his family. One for Rhaenyra. And I don't know. He's, I, I can't, I can't I hate, I hate this man. He's not a bad king. He's just, he's just not mean like people want him to be, man. A, yeah, exactly. People want him to be cruel. <laughs> he's a bad king. He's a bad. He's a good guy. Bad king. Good yeah, guy. Bad yeah. king. I mean, there's still peace. There's still peace. I'm saying, there's still peace. Yeah, there's peace. There's peace now because of what Jaharis did, but before him, he just kind of he kept he kept, he, he kept the same programs rolling, and really, now sometimes he got a goddamn uh, Joe Biden that shit. 
They the course. Now, no. I don't know, man. That nigga got a whole ass war going on under his reign. These, bro, like they, there was an active, there was an active war going on. Like technically, so the crown is not an open war. Nah, technically, yeah. the crown is bullshit. The crown's brother yeah. and the, the crown's brother and his and the richest nigga in the realm are at war, nigga. The crown is at war, whether he wants to admit it or not. Right? Like Lady Redwine said. They, they are at war for optics sake. Like he is involved in this and it's like, he just need, he doesn't rule with a strong enough hand, right? Like niggas know that they can test him and they can push him. So they consistently do that. And that's why I'm saying like, he can be a good guy and he's a good dad and like really is there for Rhaenyra. But because he's so loose with the boundaries, niggas overstep those boundaries a lot. And, and that's really the thing. You can't have somebody constantly checking your, your power as as king like you you know you you can't just let that shit slide all the time i mean that's yeah, why nigga just got right. drunk all that hey getting drunk is lit i don't lie <laughs> <laughs> it is the definition of lit we love, we love a was, drunk uh, king man drunk kings are the best ones bobby b man bring back my nigga bobby b <laughs> <laughs> but okay so rhaenyra Throws a hissy fit. She doesn't want to get married after uh, Jason Lannister pulls up on her with the, you know, with the uh, with the hinge. Worst name. But, all right, Jason Lannister, man. Did y'all did y'all peep that he had like the same kind of like speech pattern as like Tyrion and Jaime and like that that uh, Lannister accent? He his his uh, cadence reminded me of Tyrion a lot. Yeah, because he like say something, pause. It's like poetic almost, like pause. Yeah, like, yeah. Like he just kind of like talks like he reads a lot. One of them. <laughs> they got they got that West Coast lingo, man. That's that West Coast, you know. That's that West West of Westeros lingo, man. Hey, I fuck with cool. Lannister, man. I hope he has a a, a decent sized role to play. They just cool, man. So we'll see. But what did y'all think, like of? That proposal in particular, and like you know, other proposals. Who did you think would be a good match for Rhaenyra? No comment. I think the best one was the the, the <laughs> best possible one that was proposed was with Lenor. Like that one, that one should have been proposed hell, three years ago. If it, three years back, <laughs> like, like they're they're both yeah. around the same age. Like I mean, if you're gonna make a and dragon rider. And both of them are dragon riders. Both of them come, you know. Both of them have, you know, full Valyrian blood. Like, hey, shit, shit I, lines uh, up. The shit Le- does Lainor, make sense. Lainor is the best match for sure. But I'm still under the opinion that I think Rhaenyra and Damon would be a good a good match. That's still gross, Mike. <laughs> no matter you, no matter how many times, <laughs> no matter how many times you you pitch that shit, it don't make it like at least give me a little distance. I know, like Lenor and Rainier are still kind of like distant cousins, but it's still more distant than fucking <laughs> her uncle, Bruh, Like, come I mean, on, you know, man. you know, you know how they get down, though, man. I'm just saying. I mean, but Lenor is a rising prospect, like right? Nigga's a dragon rider. Nigga got some street cred now because he was. He's hey, getting busy both, in the step zones. They both got a got a little attitude to him. You heard Lenore call him uh Unk Master of Complaints, you know? Facts. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, is he getting too far. Is he stepping out of bounds? Like, Corliss, get your son. When you a dragon rider, you can talk to niggas however the fuck you want. Yeah, Facts. Facts. you can get smoke on your ass. 
Yeah, uh, bad at for Veyman. Veyman got dunked on <laughs> by multiple niggas. Veyman really just had a one uh, angry ass uncle, man. Like chill, uncle. <laughs> and he wrote to the king that they needed help. Nah, <laughs> Veyman was dry snitching. Hey, they did need help though. <laughs> like, shit. Well, they, they, they did, but they right. didn't because they did, but they didn't because Damon ended it before they got there. Okay, well, hey. here's a here's a wild card suitor for Rhaenyra. Uh what do we think about her and Kristen Cole's dynamic? You know what I'm saying? You know? No. They have a great dynamic, but Kristen Cole's too lowborn. Facts. Yeah. Niggas poor. Niggas yeah. poor. <laughs> like that. Sounds, sounds she broke can, to me. She's in facts. Nigga, nigga, smell like broke to me, but <laughs> like. Hey, but like, hey, right. Sarah said she can marry who she wanted, man. You don't think she might. Within reason now. Yeah, you can't marry something. That's what that means. Within reason. You can marry a high lord. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, marry yeah, you, like, you want, still gotta marry still, a rich nigga. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like you still gotta like build your standing. Like you can't be, you can't be like marrying a dude who just like gave up his lands and titles to become a king's guard. One, he can't renounce those claims to begin with. So, like, unless you're gonna, you don't got no lands and titles yeah. though. That's the thing, yeah. nigga. Hey, have shit to give up. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, he's <laughs> like basically like, yo, I'm coming here for free. So like. Like, no. Nigga, 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 nigga was unemployed. Nigga needed a job. She hired him. Hey, I mean, he's best house husband, but that's not what she need right now. Hey, bro, like she could just keep him on the side. Like a nigga, like he clearly has experience fucking bitches. Like, hey, one thing, one thing we know about Kristen Cole, he gets bitches now. He's he's like, he he said he was getting busy, so she could just really keep him, keep him as a side chick, bro. Like, really? I mean, that's an easy excuse. He gotta guard you all the time anyway. Easy excuse. Right, yeah, keep him hey, on the side hey. like Cersei. You know, Cersei had them little side side cousins. Hey, so, uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, what no, Lancel. Lancel, yeah, Lancel. I still can't believe Cersei let Euron beat. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. Let Euron beat. I haven't seen a single Greyjoy this whole this whole series. I wonder when we're going to get them. Hopefully hey, never. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got we got other we got real fleets in here. The Red Wine fleet, the Lannister fleet, the hey. the Valerion fleet. Let's get real fleets, not the Great Joys, bro. Alright, so since we didn't like Rhaenyra and Kristen together, whatever, poo on that. Drunk Viserys, man. You know, Viserys a few cups deep, you know, off a few pulls of that of the finest sour, that that royal <laughs> gas. <laughs> and he faded, and you know, people just keep on coming up to him with bullshit, man. <laughs> Niggas just come up to him, autos like, here, marry your daughter to your son. Jason Lannister says, come, please, like, use my spear, you know what I'm saying? Pause, chill, Pause. chill. <laughs> Jason Lannister coming up to him, like, you know, I'll, we can offer you strength. Like, nigga, we not strong enough already. Like, who are you, son? So Viserys is just over it, man. What what do we think about drunk Viserys? Do we do we love him? So uh, what I might what I might say here might be a crazy comment, but <laughs> this this scene right here, where we get him like kind of having enough, and you can like hear like you see the camera zoom out, and you start hearing the maniacal laughs in the background. Mm-hmm. That right there made I probably like one gave me goosebumps, but two kind of just. Probably made this episode in particular like one of my favorite all-time Game of Thrones episodes. Ooh. And it was, it, 
we, we, it, it shows the madness that the Targaryens and that the kings are known for. And it just, it just slowly seeps in because he can tell what the fuck's happening around him. You can tell, you can, you can see that they're trying to undermine his heir, that people are playing games to get ahead. And it just shows the more he drinks, the crazier he starts to think. He's already having crazy dreams. And it's just like, when I saw that scene, it literally gave me chills. Like, this is the fate of every, every king that's going to come from this line. It, it, it's just, it's just going to be inevitable that they, that they have that flip. Yeah. I loved it. But drunk with Sarah's, hey, you got, you got a backbone when he's drunk, man. He, got a little <laughs> he, might, be, he might be off the, the nigga said he was seeing shit. That nigga might be off the shrooms, man. <laughs> might have spiked that drink. I'm just saying, bro. That nigga's out there nice saying, I'm seeing shit in the fire, bro. No, he's been drinking. Having, crazy some, having something else in that drink, bro. It might have slipped him a little, a little Molly water or something. So, so the vision that uh, Viserys said he had, it was he gave birth to his firstborn heir wearing a conqueror's crown. Uh, the conqueror's crown? Is that, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. When he said that, does, does that mean he was wearing the crown of Aegon the Conqueror? Or was he wearing the crown of the high towers? And that means they're, you know, they're there to you know, usurp his kingdom. Uh, I assume he meant the Aegon's crown, like the, the ruby one. Okay. Yeah, okay. The High Towers got a crown. I'm just saying, like it's going to be like a uh, not a pure Targaryen baby, you know, wearing the you know a false crown. That's what that's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's why he was hesitant of naming Aegon, or is hesitant of naming Aegon his his heir because he feels like if he does that, it's going to be the downfall of his home, which is why he was, he's sticking with his guns with Rhaenyra. That's what I, that's what I thought, because then we could, you know, or what do you, what do you guys think? Or yeah, so I just put, the, I just thought about this. All right, go ahead, go ahead, KP, go ahead. I'm still putting right, my thought so together. Go I was ahead. watching the inside the the episode thing, and um, so you know how like Viserys is like really into like prophecy and like omens and stuff like that. So whenever the um, you know Otto's coming up to him like, oh, the White Heart, you know, on Aegon's name day, that that's like a big deal. So, like, he, like, Viserys, I like, really took that to heart and was like, oh, shit, like, did I fuck up? Like, because, like, if we get this white heart, then shit, like, that means I should choose Aegon, right? So, he's been, like, drinking, you know, he's hella conflicted, like, thinking, like, oh, did I made the wrong choice, I made the wrong choice. And that's what he's talking to Allison about. And so, when they get to the next morning and it's not the white uh, stag, it's, it's like, brown. the brown one. Yeah, he's, like, relieved. Because like he's, he feels like he made the right choice then, so, um, that's what I thought. I thought that shit was like like super dope. Like that shit, like Viserys was already like like a really good character, and I thought Patty Constantine was doing a great job. But like this really took him to a different level. Like just kind of see him like vulnerable and break down like to Allison about like how he like truly feels guilty about his wife and shit like that. Like that shit was like really 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 fucking good characterization. So. I love that scene. That was, that was probably one of um, my favorite scene in the whole um, episode. Facts. I, I I watched that scene behind the episode, and they were saying like he was relieved because because during this whole trip he was conflicted, thinking, "All right, everyone's saying this omen. They're getting a you know the symbolism the symbolism of royalty before the dragon was in Westeros, and the whole time ends up being a brown sag. And then on the opposite end, we get Rhaenyra's dub." Because who does the who does the white stack show up for? Yep. 
symbolizes now nah, she's the true heir. She's she's the one you rock with. That's why I was. That's why I still think Bernier had to come out with a dub because if anything, we got the omen of who's really supposed to sit on the throne after Viserys go after Viserys is gone. Yeah, but all that shit happens in the in you know in silence and in, in solo. Like nobody saw that shit. It's just her and Kristen Cole, and it's like she's gonna have to like everything that she does is like it's basically she's just gonna have to constantly prove herself, right? Like she's gonna have to. She came back through and tried to show him like when she killed the boar, right? And she got some head nods from like some you of the folks that was looking. Like they was like, okay. She was out there getting busy, like, you know, but nobody really saw it. But they was like, okay, you got some respect. Like, it was the same with the last time at Dragonstone. I think she's just always going to feel like she has to prove herself. Whereas with, like, Aegon, it'll always just be expected of him, you know? It'll just, yeah. she'll, she'll just always kind of have that, that kind of chip on her shoulder. So, should yeah, her. yeah, like... But who's Go going? Ahead. I was gonna say, yeah. should Rhaenyra should have uh, should they have killed the the deer and brought that shit back to camp? That would have made a statement. That shit would have made nah. a statement, like bringing, like saying that they missed it and they found it. That that would have held a lot of weight, right? That's but bad I think, juju. I think I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Bad juju. Yeah, no. She needs she needs some clout, bro. <laughs> she needs some clout. <laughs> so, I just I just thought about this and. I know, well, we know, we know already just like prophecies are like difficult to, we, we've seen many times people in, interpreting prophecies incorrectly. So what if this prophecy that, that uh, Viserys was talking about is like the prophecy of like the beginning of Game of Thrones, like with, with uh, Robert Baratheon coming in and like taking over and like, like him like becoming like the usurper king. Because he said like, like, you know, he had a, a dream of, like, he said his son were, like, you know, you know, wearing the crown, like, wearing, like, the conqueror's crown. But after, you know, Emma died and Balon died, he was like, wait, um, is that, you know, is that the case? Like, like, it should, you know, like, like, like you said before, like, did I make the right choice of choosing Rhaenyra or should I have chosen Aegon to be my heir? And, like, what if, like, him seeing this is... One a prophecy of like the end of the end of his line in general, like with Robert Baratheon and the, and the Baratheons taking over over after the Targaryens, but also with at the same time with Rhaenyra seeing the white seeing the white heart, like showing that she is actually like she should be the true heir to Viserys, but later down the line, as we see in Game of Thrones, like the the way that the Essentially, that the Targaryen line, that the Targaryen throne ends, is with Robert Baratheon. Yeah, that would be cool if the if the prophecy was like kind of related somehow to like the end of of the Targaryen line or like a heir later on down the um later on down the line as opposed to his. That shit would be dope because I like how they're trying to like tie them together. Only thing yeah. is, Aegon Jon Snow didn't sit on the throne. And he yeah. wasn't a conqueror. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't a conqueror. Like, maybe I could have seen, like, maybe a parallel with, like, Danny or something. I just think the more likely thing is that nigga Viserys don't got it in him. That nigga just had a couple too many drinks one night and was having some crazy dreams, was off the, you know, was off the hen. 
you know, it just, it just was, was just off the head, man. And that nigga, like, I think, I think he so much wanted to be a dreamer, right? That nigga, like he said, I think he really isn't a dreamer, bro. Like, I think the series, he is. I think the series is just a dude, bro. I think he's just a dude. I, I, I think, think he is, is a dreamer. Yeah. I think I love to see how George. uh kind of breaks down what the prophecy is because like i said you got i took the prophecy as something completely different than what you guys were saying i i, I was thinking the whole time is if he, if he names his uh prince Aegon as king then it's gonna be the end of his line which is why he sticks with his guns and was, was relieved that he doesn't have to because he was worried about that dream coming true no, i thought it was i thought he was talking about the same dream he was telling emma aaron about in episode one where like he places his heir on the throne Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, it's a yeah. male babe. It's a male babe, right? And he, yeah. Yeah, he plays there on the throne with the crown. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to see. Prophecy we'll is to... tricky, man. Prophecy yeah, prophecies are hella tricky. tricky. Prophecies are tricky. We Who's technically that's, that's from Harry Potter or something. Yeah. Hey, hell, we were hearing about Azor High, the prince who was promised all through our Game of Thrones, and we technically never found out who it was. So. I'm I'm I mean, subscribed to the idea that you know it was both of them. It was just like kind of like a, you know, it was the song of ice and fire, man. It had to be both. Yeah, I, I took it. It was both Danny and John. No, yeah, I mean, like it was like it was never actually like specified which oh, one. Yeah. Was. yeah, it's always up for interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Facts. I take both. I say they both were. But. No, yeah, I would I would agree though. Yeah. All right, let's see. Um, some some new characters we didn't really uh, get to touch on. We got the strong, uh, the strong brothers. So these are Lionel Strong. Actually, let's just talk about the Strong family real quick, man. You know, Lionel Strong seems to be the only one on the small council that's really out here trying to serve the realm, actually give good advice. Everyone else wants to yes, has really. their own little agenda, and Lionel Strong is like, hey man, just just do the right thing, brother. So I like if- I, I I fuck with I I fuck with him because I. Although I think he has a secret agenda to kind of help the Valerians out, he is given the the best the best uh, opinions thus far that I feel like would be the most objective while not being objective. Okay, and this shit just makes sense, bro. Like sometimes, like it, I don't think he's necessarily helping the Valerians out. I think the shit just makes sense. Like, hey, bro, you want to be friends with the rich niggas, bro? Like, you 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 want to be friends with the rich niggas and not enemies with the rich niggas? It's that simple, bro. Not only that, I'm really trying to let you know. I'm trying to put you on game here. Yeah, that's that's damn near your family too. So, like, <laughs> this is family. Like, Thanks. come on now. Like, help you help yourself out. Come on. Yeah, you like one step removed from from them in like blood, you know, bloodline related. So I think I think he gives some good advice. I also think Breakbones is the finest name for a night, like Mike said earlier. Like, come on, we gotta we gotta talk about like Breakbones, like that that's a real night error right there. Harwin Strong, the the son of, of Lionel. We saw him uh kinda well, first he was like in the back holding down the the white stag, you know, because like he's he's so strong, you know, he can hold down the stag. Everyone else gets like kind of like tied him to horses, or whatever. And then we see him when Rhaenyra walks back into camp, and he's giving her giving her that love. Oh, damn, she kind of fine look, you know what I'm saying? He, he like a, he like a woman with some some blood in her hair, I guess. 
And then we meet his brother, Laris, and Laris has like kind of like a fucked up foot. You know, he can't really walk like that. Laris the club foot. And he's, he's sitting with the ladies, you know, getting the tea. So, you know, if you're looking for like your schemer, your plotter, your kind of like sneaky, sneaky motherfucker, that's the guy to watch out for going forward. That's a little tip. Well, you know, he, I believe I'm, I'm almost positive he's going to be master whispers at some point. Uh, yeah, nigga, nigga, keeping his ears to the streets for sure. But this has to be said, though. You know how strong does hold Heron Hall, and we know what happens when you got Heron Hall. So I wonder when yeah. we're going to see the end of the, uh, the yeah, strong. It's only a matter of time <laughs> before they fall. <laughs> it around. has to be during. It has to be within the next couple of years. Heron Hall is cursed. So yeah, hey, let, let's see, man. Let's just let's just see. All right. So looking ahead, yeah, I hate hearing that. Looking ahead, you know, it looks like we're getting some some gossip and some drama uh, next episode. Uh, do we have any thoughts, any predictions going forward? I think I think the next episode we're going to finally see the seeds of rebellion being planted within. Because, like I said, Rainier is still Rainier is still uh, heir. Damon's coming back as a ki- as a king essentially. And you still have the firstborn Prince Aegon, so it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Love Island for, uh, for or or Bachelor for uh, for the heir. You know, what I mean, it's like it's just gonna be a bunch of drama of what can happen, what could possibly happen. I, I can't wait to see the uh, Viserys and Daemon being reunited as they greet each other as two kings. See how how that goes over. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm still I'm still counting on uh I got I got man Viserys on Death Watch, man. That nigga on <laughs> death row, bro. Nigga nigga down. So the I I amended my prediction from season from episode three to episode five and I'ma stick to it, man. That nigga not looking too good. Niggas having hell of a hangover and missing multiple fingers, bruh. I guess the maggots ain't work out, bruh. I, I really got him on pack watch, bruh. So you, know, you think he's gonna die this episode? Nah, not next. I give him till ep- end of episode five. Penultimate. I think, I think, like Mike said, the rebellion's gonna kick off, and then it's really gonna go full throttle because that nigga's gonna kick the bucket in episode five. Hey, I think we're all surprised he's lasted this long. But I definitely thought. He <laughs> like, that's what I was saying. Like, bro, nigga, nigga's been holding on, but nigga is nigga is breaking down. Like we said, he's supposed to be thirty. That nigga is struggling, <laughs> bro. That nigga, he was looking like he was down bad. This app nigga couldn't stab a deer that was being held by four horses, like bruh. And he missing multiple yeah, fingers. Yeah, right. right. That's a rock, bruh. He don't want to be out there, man. Yeah, it's rap. Yeah, he don't want to be out there. It's 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 a rap for for <laughs> It's the the clock is ticking. Damn. But, like yeah, like you said, Mike. Like there there's already like the receipts of rebellion already happening. Like. Like uh, with when when Rhaenyra was first being courted by Tylen, like he came up with and was you know saying oh like oh, how he would you know better her house and whatnot. He was like yeah how he could better her like they like could better each other and like if he was his lady wife and of course that was because of you know Viserys had told him I go try and court her but also at the same time like he's not stupid like he he knows he's trying to court himself into being king. And so he is like he's trying. Like he, of course, he's got he's got his scheme going. Rhaenyra was just told by Viserys, "Hey, like you know, strengthen your claim, like multiply, like get you know, get you get out there." 
So she's she's working on 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 scheming. Of course, Damon's coming back. You know, he's bathed himself in glory. Now he's coming back as uh, makeshift king himself, and he and he you know talking about how he's he, how he's been saying he's how he's the heir. And of course, you got Corliss who has been slided up and down for these first three episodes. How he feels like either him or someone from his family should be king. As also, we haven't seen Rainey's in, in a little while, but let's not forget that she's also been holding this grudge in the back of her head for decades. So nope. she's got her she's got her plans of trying to figure something out. Also, Otto Hightower, he's got like sixteen different schemes going on in his head, trying to figure out what's going on. Grimy nigga, so, man. Grimy nigga. Like it's a bit like it's about to come to a head. Like when when Damon comes back. And he starts talking his shit. That's when everything's gonna start coming to a head. I'm like, okay, now, now we're 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 actually in the the nitty gritty. Like the, I'm not I'm not sure what's gonna happen, but I'm gonna make a my one prediction that I will make is that we will have a similar type episode, either this episode or the next episode, as um um season one episode six um when what when. The beggar the king Viserys got his head melted by gold. Like we're about to get some <laughs> some shit like that coming up here soon. I don't know Dang. who's gonna get their head melted. I don't know where it's coming from, but <laughs> like somebody's about to get done dirty. That man's predicting dirty. fireworks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in the after the episode thing, they said this episode was kind of like the end of end of childhood, signified the end of childhood for you know Damon and Rhaenyra, like as far as like being done with like childish shit. So my and we know with Rhaenyra, you know, looking for you know a suitor, you know, trying to you know find someone to marry, or whatever. I, I feel like this next episode um, is going to be like a. Like a love triangle type type of spicy, you know. It's gonna get saucy, man. It's gonna be like Casa Amor, I feel like. Hey man. Good Casa Amor app. Hey, I, I I yeah, I can see there being wedding a wedding proposal. I can see I can see somehow Lenor and Rhaenyra kind of bridging the gap, healing the wounds that were left from the early spurning of a couple decades ago. I can I can see that being put on the table at some point, either mid shit, at any point in the episode, I can see that. That's what I'm calling. I'm calling wedding bells. Wedding bells. All right. That's what I like to fucking hear. Wedding bells like or that. wedding fails? Mm. <laughs> Jeez. Think, hey, Maren's on that for a second. <laughs> Only time can tell. <laughs> Darth Elias. Only time can tell. Only time can tell. Is someone about to get All poisoned? Right. Before before we dip, you just, just do a little temperature check, man. How are we all feeling, man? You know, there were some hot takes thrown around, you know. About this potentially being better than Game of Thrones, you know, there's, you know, Lord of the Rings is out now, which is really good, and I recommend you guys should all watch it. But you know, what's what's the temperature check on, on House of the Dragon right now? We still, we still, you know, ten out of ten across the board. Or how are we feeling? How are the time jumps treating us? You know, just just give me some thoughts. Yeah, first three episodes, even with the time jumps, I think everything's been explained really well. I heard like a condom in a. Uh, behind the scene or the uh, after the episode thing, they were saying, like, we know there's a time jump, but we really want the audience to do is just listen to what people are saying and just pay attention to the surroundings, and you'll kind of catch up. And I thought they did a perfect job 
because like the first couple of minutes, you're like, okay, so now it's X amount of years, or like first, like even in the second episode, you're like, all right, it's been X amount of months. So the way that they're progressing the timeline and doing the time jumps, I think it's it's been perfect. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I still think I can't say it's better than Game of Thrones right now, but I still think it will be. It is because so far they have not missed on a single episode. I've been locked in, uh, having anxiety through everything. Like this is, and I'm like I've I've been look, looking forward to Sundays more now. Well, just I'd probably say if not at the same level, just above uh, for House of the Dragon. So I, I'm I'm still are back, man. We we've never yeah. had Thrones during football season either. I don't think so. Sundays are officially yeah. back. It was usually crazy. like spring. They used to drop them in yeah. Like yeah. March, yeah. April time frame, right? So I think I think it's been good to have a lot of shit to look forward to on on Sundays. But I think one thing that is that is different and and that I kind of enjoy is like this version of you know House of the Dragon compared to Thrones is they're really cutting through and like getting to the meat. Like you feel like every episode is really important. All right, (laughs) I'm just saying every episode, bro, feels like very important because you feel like they're they're cutting out the fat, bro. Like they're they're really focusing on the key content and what you need to know. And you know the some of the gripes of Thrones was right, like it moved at a glacially slow pace and then it sped up like super fast. Right now, I think they're you, they're moving at a very like consistent pace, showing you the key points, and like you don't feel like you're really missing anything. So mm-hmm. I think I, I really enjoyed, you know, even with the time jumps, I really just enjoyed the pacing of the show, um, you know, more so than than Thrones at some points. Yeah, like I I I agree with you. It's at least for me, it's it's weird. It's because it's it feels like we're moving at a super duper slow pace, but also at the same time with the time skips and the time jumps, everything's moving very fast. So it's, it's almost like we're, t- we're taking large leaps in time, but also at the same time on the scenes where we're like really focused on like what's happening. Like we're getting so much information that it almost is. It's almost overwhelming to a point, which I, I personally, I love it. Like I'm, I'm here for like, cause we, we need all this information, all this backstory to get us to the point where when we get to, you know, the penultimate episode, like, I'm not saying that we are going to get, you know, a battle of Blackwater or, you know, a, a uh, battle of the bastards, you know, or watches on the wall right off the bat, you know, in the first season. But I mean, like we're, we're like, we're building up to that and it's, it, it, it feels really good. Like it, it feels like just being like back in it. Like what you get like like Sundays are like we're back. I'm like looking forward to every Sunday. Like damn, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's throne side. Like we're back into it. And I mean, if we got like, a stepstones at ep- episode yeah. three, right? Like the, if we got like we got an arc that kind of I think it compares to like loot train esque, like in yeah. terms of in terms of a, a kind of battle. Yeah, you know, like yeah, and like, like that that speaks for to me. You. I'm I like I'm. I'm loving. I'm loving every every moment of this. I'm I'm loving every every bit of this. I'm still waiting for there was there was all like everyone has that moment in season one of the epi- of the Game of Thrones where oh yeah you mean it it like it it just fucking it clicks and like I'm fully locked in. This is ten out of ten. I don't care what you say. This is it for me. 
it was season one, episode six, A Golden Crown. When Viserys got got that gold poured poured on his head, and 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 Drogo and um, Drogo was like, "Yeah, you know what? I, I'm a I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take you and all my people across the seven seas, across, across the seas over to, over to Westeros, and we're gonna take that shit." That shit. Like he was like, "Yeah, we, we got to like yeah, die the next episode." He was like, "Y'all trying to come after me?" That's true. But he's like, "Y'all, he's like y'all trying to come after me and mine?" Nah, cause okay, I'm about I'm about to burn the whole world down. Check my swag, and <laughs> if he didn't get poisoned, <laughs> hey, he might have. But like, okay. I'm well, still waiting for I'm still waiting for that a golden crown episode. Like once once mm-hmm. once we get there, yes, that's then then we are we're we're cooking with wildfire, and you ain't stopping it. <laughs> yeah, man. So like the time jumps, man. Like they're really doing like as good a job as you can, like trying to fit like 10 years worth of conflict into however many episodes are going to be before like the main time zone, we get the adult versions in. But one thing I will say is like this, like this like kid version of like Rhaenyra and Allison, it's going to end up feeling like, like a prequel to like, like when it, when the show like settles down with the adult actors, then you're going to get back into that slow pace. Like maybe we're like, a day or like a week or two passes like at one time like between each episode but until then they're just kind of like showing us like everything we need to know to like kind of understand like who these people are and like how they feel about each other before we kind of get to like the real the real deal you know so i think they're doing an amazing job you know like they're not holding hands they're just like you guys are big kids figure this shit out you know they're just showing the shit so yeah, man, like I'm loving every second. You know, I'm I'm super locked in. I'm looking up. I'm reading everything. I'm looking up all the videos, man. I'm, I'm looking at Alt Shift X, man. Like we're back. We're back. So only three episodes in, but I think it's safe to say that that Thrones is back, man. Hey, man, it's good to be here. It's good to talk. Back. The greatest show that ever was and or will be with with you guys. So I'm looking forward to next week. Hell yeah. But hey, y'all check out that, that Reigns of Power, though. That shit, that shit's good, bro. Hey, man, this is a Thrones podcast. Keep that ring shit <laughs> on another channel. Uh, all right. You heard them, haters. Take that ring shit to another channel. But until then, keep it locked for more House of the Dragon stuff. As always, I'm KP. Mikey Dimes. Be wild. Agor. Until next week, keep on hating, keep on loving, keep on seeing. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Peace.